0: Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, Trent here, and it is wonderful to have you company today for episode... Two, two, oh. This week on Toy Power, we take a look at the last of our Patreon questions, and then we jump into toy resources and where we get all our information from. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben. G'day, day, Frank. I have the high ground. And Darren. It's great to be with you all. I saw a meme with um, the Obi-Wan from episode three, and it was some some sort of like higher ground university, and he's like, you know, this is the place. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many great Obi-Wan memes. It's wonderful. uh, The high ground, and soon to have more with the filming of the new yeah, I'm really looking forward to that Obi-Wan show to, to be on. So yeah. The um do you see some of the backlot that they've put together? There, was, yes, I saw some yes. of those shots of the photos, old buildings yeah. and stuff yeah. looks
1: really really authentic. Yeah. Like
0: a moss mossyly kind mm. of landscape. Yeah, looking forward to that. All right, we're going to jump into the questions now. First question, Ben will start with you and go around the room. This is from Have do you think unique toy lines are dead? All of the major toys are linked to movie franchises that, in the most, are linked to old comics, movies, and shows? Oof. Great
2: question. Yeah. However, I can't sort of uh, say that all toy lines are dead because I think Bluey is the next best thing since, I don't know, since uh, some of our 80s favourite yeah. sort of series. However, the only, the, the biggest problem there is that. Bluey is entertaining up to the age of maybe 10 years old sort of thing to the average kid I'm saying so you don't get those teenagers sneaking in watching Bluey and then talking about it in the schoolyard the next day or there's the and the toys aren't quality enough that you're comfortable as a teenager to put on your shelf and say... How
1: many of us were comfortable as teenagers, though, to buy toys? Let's yeah, be Yeah, but honest. like, you like, think Batman. Yeah, I did. Darren puts his you hand know, up. No, Very <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: proudly, badge no, of honour. And, and good on you, Darren, but... Like you think aliens, Predator, Terminator Two, you know, mm, exactly. RoboCop. Sure. Like exactly. none of none. Of, I don't see Deadpool toys on the shelf for, mm. for yeah, aimed at kids. Yep. I don't see uh, you know those sort of things. I don't you know and and to the more extent like there's no trading cards that you can buy for Deadpool. If you can't see the movie, you can't yeah. buy trading cards. You don't get a mini comic with the uh, toy that you can read about the comics. You know the um mm. you know a f- hypothetical toy line. I'm. I just don't think, I think toy lines really die in today's market. Once you hit 10 years old, there's not really much for the, uh, you know, teenage young
1: teenager uh, age group, life. except for games. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going oh, to exactly say. Yeah. Gonna say. Yeah. That, that's where gaming comes in because that's where you get that 12, anywhere through to, to 18 year olds. And that's where they're playing the Fortnites or Fortnite, Minecraft yeah. or whatever is, is hot at the time. It changes every five minutes, let's be honest. That's that's where the market is at the moment. Now, Bluey, to your point, I can see your girls in twenty years from now when they do a blue. And I think we spoke to it a couple of episodes ago. They do a Bluey revival line or a Bluey Ultimates or whatever you want to call it, and they're going to go Bluey. I remember that show as a kid. I'm going to pick up the latest whatever is whatever the latest offering is. Or well,
3: maybe they stumble onto an old podcast by Uncle Frank. Think, <laughs> you know, I remember Bluey. Let's get out. Get out bluey stuff. And, yeah. You know, they revisit it that way. Yeah.
1: So, look, I think it's a bit harsh to say that new toy lines are dead. Are they as perhaps long lasting as what we know? And and to Hav's point, he's correct. All the, the big ones, the ones that stand out, the ones that have the most shelf presence, I guess, they're tied into other media. And, yeah. I think and that a lot of
0: them are retro media that they've correct. rebooted.
1: Correct. And that, and that's something that I, I think there has it outside of Bluey. Um, but, you know, even like Pokemon, which is it perhaps comes after our sort of very 80s era, but that's been around because it's not just the little toys you see on the shelf. It's the card games. It's, it's the website. It's the latest Pokemon game that comes out. There has to be something else. I think what you're not going to see a lot of is a toy line that's just a toy line. Yeah. Right, it's got Agreed. to have something else if you want it to have any sort of longevity. I agree,
3: but I also think that trend has been going on for decades now. I, I don't agree, think too. think that's yeah. a fundamental shift of the last even five years has been going on. Really, since since the trend started in the eighties, if it's not a film, it's it's mm. a, um, got a cartoon. It may well start its life as a tweet line, like yeah. say, Masters or Transformers or or um, you know what have you. But you know it it has something to go with it. Mm. You know um. You know, In the case of Pokemon, and, and that's not a brand new property either. I mean, that goes back to, to the 90s. But it, it is a multi-faceted, uh, multimedia franchise yep. that, that's many things to many different people. Um, as far as this particular question goes, I, I've reflected on this one a lot. It's a great question. And I would have given it a different answer probably two or three years ago to what I'm giving tonight. Um, I do think it is a very tough, tough market to break in a new property that doesn't have some sort of brand recognition somewhere along the line, but Bluey proves it can be done. You, you can you can launch something that from from scratch, whether it, you know. And, and I don't know the fundamentals of where Bluey began first, but whether it was a cartoon, I think it was a cartoon, cartoon. and and, and, first, yeah. And, yeah. and that. But it just—it's like to Peppa show, Just goes correct. to show you don't correct. have to have a thirty-year or fifty-year property relaunched. Every now and then, you can you can break something into the market 100%. that doesn't have any history.
1: Yeah. The, the Four Horsemen and their the Mythic Legions is probably the more sort of modern example. They are toys. And now, yeah. only now after Correct. the years of success they've had with that, they're talking about comics and there's, there's talk of a video game and, and they're, they're expanding that world. Absolutely. But that was literally started... As toys. an adult collectible toy, correct. Yeah. So that that's probably a better and I- example. It probably that.
3: is, but Bluey's a good retail example, retail, mainstream. Yeah, you know, mainstream. aimed at today's children, not aimed at super collectors. Who, who love um, you know beautifully sculpted toys, mm. but aimed at winning a new generation. You know, it's not. I can remember when the Four Horsemen were, were doing some of these toy lines. I'm saying it's damn near impossible to launch a new new franchise yeah. nowadays because everything's got to have you know, something. some sort of history, some sort of brand recognition for retailers to give it a go. Bluey is proof, though, that every now and then something can break through. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and like, you talk about Mythic Legions, which is a great call-out, but that wasn't without efforts of 100%. Gothatropolis and things like that. There which, were a lot of failed, which, uh, there failed were, Yeah, I wouldn't say they were failed, they just didn't, ever uh, take a off. lot of hard work yeah, they didn't they didn't take off as well as mythic legions did and yeah. now they go for an absolute bomb on the yeah. secondary yeah. market and because they essentially for legal rights and things they can never produce those toys again so it's un, you know they could easily slot them into the mythic legions uh you know lore. world and law and things but they're not allowed to do it for whatever reason okay. which is very very interesting i
0: find interesting uh i would say to this one just quickly you've covered off most of the points if it's not dead it's on life support it is very rare to see this happen plunderlings is the only other sort of example i can see that is starting to now try to get into the mainstream Mm. and starting off as a a toy i think if we look around the room at what we're collecting very hard to go i'm all in on plunderlings when we don't have any connection to it and we've got all these properties i think for the kids stuff i think there will be new things that do pop up from time to time like bluey that will have a toy tie in but i think it's going to be the exception to the rule yeah. and and it's a it's a hard sell you need to break in in a big way and hit a hit the consciousness of an age group and i think with bluey it's in that kind of that yeah that preschool yes. to early school and and those are the you can still you know sell toys to that age demographic i look up i've got an 8 year old and a five-year-old. The five-year-old still loves playing with Lego, with those Bluey toys, Peppa Pig, anything like that. Eight-year-old's done with toys. Yeah, it's all wow. about video games, maybe a bit of Pokemon cards, yeah. but toys are done. He he would sell off all his physical toys if he could right now. For, for the old V-Bucks. Yeah, V-Bucks. Yeah,
2: right. Wow, okay. Interesting. All right, moving along, we've got a question from Dirty Uncle Mitch, famously from Geek Dudes podcast. For some terrible reason, you have to give up all of your toy collection except one piece, that you have to start collecting a new with. What piece would that be? Starting
1: off with Frank? Jeez, um, I'm gonna go base purely off emotion. I am keeping my Supergirl that was uh, belonged to my daughter. Um, yeah. Uh, the other stuff you can you can find and and replace easy enough, but that is that is the one I'm keeping. Quite honestly, beautiful. Darren, what about you, mate?
3: So I'm thinking, um, I've got I've got too big an attachment to those kinds of things that mean, mean something like you know from an inheritance or anything. There's like there's not one piece, there's there's many. So. Um, rather than trying to pick through them and find a favourite, because I don't think I could, I'm just going to single out the uh, original He-Man that, you know, um, that means so much to me from that Christmas 1983 that sort of, um, I think, propelled this this love of toys um, for me and made it a lifelong thing. So, yeah, I'm going to say that.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think for me, when you're only picking one, it's got to be sentimental. Yep. And for me, it's my vintage Casey Jones action figure line. I love that Turtles line. Probably the most out of any line growing up. And, you know... How can I pick a turtle when there's four of them? Casey's just one guy. You can he's, pick you know, Leonardo. That's I know, I can, don't know, to. I could do that as well. But I think Casey for me, he's got the broken arm. We all the know Donnie
3: Man and he can't say that publicly, so he's got to go with Casey. I you, still... you get the hell out. All right? <laughs> no, no, I meant Trent's a Donnie man. Oh, I'm not yeah, a Donnie man. I, still,
0: <laughs> I could go Donnie. I still remember the the um wrist on my Casey snapping. Yep. And and like the the you know, like it's obviously like um uh, ball socket kind of thing that goes in and it twists. That had sheared off, so and my dad drilled a little hole and put a little metal pin in, so you could still rotate oh, wow. it. Oh wow, that's, that's and, cool! And, and, and so it would have that, you know, it, it would have all the scuff marks and and the stickiness. I think that figure somehow got sticky for some reason. Door. not not because of oh, anything. I
3: don't know. Was that something to do with the paint? No, paint the paint wrist. stickiness no, or something that's like definitely that? Uh, uh, definitely, but don't know. Wait, referring to, wasn't it?
1: Staying away, staying away from this. <laughs> all right for me
2: i i, I want to say my new shiny and that's tyreno shredder because because he was so damn hard to get but i don't know realistically i also og shredder yeah. you know like I, I i that super hard choice and i think i'd go uh,
1: I don't know, it's it, it's just this is such a hard question I, I, and it's funny because you, you're right you sort of look at, at the, the the value of things and you go well you this it, is yeah. what i would start with and exactly. And, work you know, backwards work yeah. backwards yeah. from there, but then if it's literally one figure, you yeah. go, well, it's got to be the thing that means the most yep. to me. Yep. Right? Yep. All right, next question is from our good friend Scotty the Toy Hunter. Um, this is another long-winded one, so bear with me. It's um, a deep one. Though. Um, it I like is. It. I like it. It's a great question. With traditional toys falling further and further out of mainstream consciousness and toys becoming increasingly more expensive as run sizes decrease due to limited demand, what role do you think we play as passionate and a loyal fan base in ensuring a long and healthy future? Do you think there is anything we can do to inspire younger collectors to join the hobby when video games and esports are so prevalent in this day and age? Over to you, Darren.
3: Okay, so I think there's a few things we can we can do. Uh, certainly, we can we can share our our enthusiasm for toys as they come out we can talk about the greatness of properties we can show introduce them to to the things we we grew up with and and that the end of the day i think we can also campaign as well i think a lot of these these toy lines their life grows i think if they modernize to some degree and i think a big part of that is you know for me um the, the vintage turtles line is is your um case in point example those video games for me helped sell the line just as much as the films just as much as the cartoons just as much as um the comics because they went deep even some of the background characters were were from the toy lines in those video games whether it be the arcade ones whether it be tournament fighters whatever it was i can remember playing all those games and thinking, yeah i want that toy I want that one. I want that one. It was just as influential of a toy commercial as anything. And I think, you know, given how kids are with gamings gaming that that is your way. And I think we as passionate fans, if we keep harping on that, if we keep telling toy manufacturers that's what we want you to, the kind of products we want you to license out for. You know, and you're seeing that with this new Retros Turtles game, which is I think a huge win for people like us that grew up with those original video games. Mm. But you need to be thinking about, you know, the next time Turtles comes back, not Rise, um, but the next time Turtles comes back, you know, um, in, you, Nickelodeon really need to be thinking, well, okay, how do we take that in a gaming sense to the next generation? Because mm. I think that's really key. Mattel need to be thinking about it with Masters as well.
0: I'm thinking about this in terms of our role you know, like what yeah. what is our role? You know, yes, yeah, you know, is it like the Peter Parker moment where he's in the car? Great, you know, great responsibility, great <laughs> yeah, power, yeah. all this yeah. sort of thing. I like to see this great as great toy of, collections. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, with great with toy great, collections, yeah, come, comes great expense, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much a burnt hole in your wallet. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think of this as the the flag. Like I'm a flag bearer for what I enjoy and what I love, and, and I'll give a couple of, of examples. The first one is Lego Masters, right? Mm. So Lego Masters came around. We had Bilzy on the show because of this podcast, season one contestant. And I recall him saying, if you ever get the chance to go on, I had so much fun, just give it a crack. And when it came around, I'm like, the auditions came around. I'm like, what what have I got to lose from going for this? Now, most notably out of my experience on Lego Masters from a public point of view was me going on a particular episode, them having Star Wars, Right, as a Star Wars build, <laughs> and me losing my shit, right? Like just going, just geeking out, in fanboying yeah, out, you in know, the just most going wow way. This is the best day of my life, and it's never going to get topped. Now, I thought, of course, you didn't say that to land. No, I didn't. didn't oh, I said it to the house. camera, yeah, yeah. and then I'm like, oh my god, they're going to air this. Yeah. I've got to, I've got to recant yeah. and say it's the yeah. third best day of my life, yeah. um, which I did. Fourth, you know, fourth. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've. I, yeah. Who fudges the numbers? Winning, oh. yeah. <laughs> Callum, yeah, Robbie, Robbie can be yeah. Robbie can be. Then fifth, this, so. then this. <laughs> um, now, I I felt when that episode aired, I didn't quite know how that would be received. Um, and the overwhelming response I got to that was from a lot of people that said, "You embodied how I would have reacted yep. if I was on this yeah. episode." Now, flying the flag is all about, you know, this is this is stuff we love. This is our passion. Yep. Let's get that out there. Let's you know, we do a podcast. Mm. We 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 get out to toy fairs. We talk to people. We share our passion. We have the conversations. We bring out that nostalgia, that for things that maybe people haven't thought about, or you know, brings back memories from from a, a really happy time. Absolutely. And that to me is what I feel like I can do. I can do that. I can make this feel normal. I yep. can I can get up here and go. I'm you know just a normal guy. I can enjoy this stuff that may have 10, 20 years ago felt a bit taboo and a bit weird. And and now look at it. Look at the the pop culture landscape that toys have mm. and collecting vintage and retro toys is, I would hazard a guess to say, it's kind of a cool thing to do yeah, now. Absolutely. wasn't right, yeah. wasn't no. 20 years ago, no, I could tell you that. Talk- no, we It's right? <laughs> a tilt- talking point in
3: my workplace. Everyone talks about this show yeah. and the fact that I'm on it. If anyone's got a question about toys, they come to me. Certainly, talking point. Yeah. I just wanted to very quickly touch on what you said about the Star Wars Lego Masters episode. For me, that was a very moving thing because I thought you you were you were you were not just representing what it meant to you, but you were celebrating it for everyone who couldn't be there. And obviously, I'm thinking about my good friend Steve Young who who passed away. And Star Wars was the absolute most important thing to him apart from family and friends. He, he had a Star Wars wedding because he and, mm. he and his widow Elena met through, you know, one of the Star Wars fan clubs in Adelaide and Star Wars means means the world to both of them. But I just felt, you know, you were doing it in such a loving way, not in a ha-ha, I'm here, you're not kind of way, but very much in a, this is such a special moment and I just want to share what this means not only to me, but to everyone who loves Star Wars. you know, And, and the fact that Lego Masters is doing this. And, and I think that was a very powerful thing. And if that's what you're saying, the template is for us with toys, then that, that, that's a tough act to follow, but an inspirational mm. oh, look, I think we
0: do it every week when we get behind yeah. the mics here. I'm, and I'm proud of what we do and what we bring to the community. Um, I think it's really important to give the community like a voice and Mm -hmm, say, you know, this is the stuff we're passionate. And there's a lot of great, and we're going to get to this later on (laughs) as our next topic, but a lot of great content creators that have really moved this. I think about just Toy Galaxy and the way he looks at all these topics, such an analytical way. It's, it's all credible. There's a lot of research. It's, it's not just, Hey, look at a shiny play thing. It's the, the depth that goes into it. And, and this, you've got so many avenues now to kind of connect in what that what that i don't know what that does for kind of like this next generation because i i feel like if they don't have the connection to the underlying properties they're not going to have the nostalgia for oh, it. i think it's very hard 10, 20, yeah like the the, yeah. the nostalgia but i think what we can do is if there is that nostalgia embrace it yep. like and yep. make it Agreed. normal to embrace if you want to have a bluey shelf in in 20 years time in your office have it yeah. pa- pave the way to make yep. that kind of normal i think and that's yep. what i feel like i can do as a passionate collector in this space
3: yep yeah
2: well
0: just uh mirroring
2: what Trent said i'll never forget a situation i was in where uh i had a uh, a mother that worked in my workplace and her son was coming up through you know the workplace thing getting more hours and things and he sort of you know realized i was a very passionate uh, toy collector you know wore my passion on my sleeve without any hesitation whatsoever so he approached me and he's like man i'm a massive power rangers fan you know showing me images of his you know he was getting the red rangers suit and showing me characters figures and things that he's uh picking up and things and um you know i would i would dedicate the time to listen to him where i when i could you know making sure work wasn't compromised uh because of my um you know banter in the workplace and things but you know i would listen to him take his time very seriously and things and his mother approached me and sort of said he you don't understand how much he you he looks up to you because he sees you as a um manager you know level Mm. type thing you've got your finances sorted you know you drive your own car and you've got your own house and things and yet you've still got this collection on the side like you know, and he just looks up to you enormously. That you can do that. You know, like he was a long way away from moving out of home and things, but he saw me on a pedestal of what he wanted to be. Aspiration, you know, aspirate. So you know, cool. and like I never looked at it that way until yeah. his mum sort of approached me for uh, about that. So, you know, just just being that approachable person. You know, whether it be in the workplace, whether it be out in the field. Uh, you know, at a toy fair, whether mm. whether it be on the street when you see a guy or walking be, past in the, tech the tech room. Room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. Uh, yes. uh, you know if you see a cool shirt or something call yeah. it out 100%. you know 100%. It, 100%. Uh, if That's you it. if you see someone a little kid you know like cuz retail of always inter- interacting with the customers and things. You see a little kid wearing a Wonder Woman top, you know, hey, mm-hmm. what did you think of the film? Or, you know, like know, know your audience if they're yeah. allowed to watch the film or something. Yep. But, you know... But celebrate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Talk talk to them as if they're on on the same level as, as you want to be talked back to and don't talk down to them, you know, in sense. Like, back to my Wonder Woman... Review, you know, how I said I didn't think the film Wonder Woman, the, the sequel, didn't think the film was that great. I net, but I'll never, you'll never catch me saying a bad word of the film around my kids because, uh, they, they, they love they, it, that was their 1989 yeah. Batman film, yeah. you know, scenario. Uh, um, you know, going back to the community in a little bit, like just give, you know, don't be afraid to give a good deal to someone who needs a good deal or, mm-hmm. um, you know, throw in an extra weapon or if you've got something. Feel You know, don't feel bad to give f- something away for free almost. Yeah. You know, give give mm. them yep. something or help them out or uh, whatever, you know. Because that's a little memory
1: they're, gonna they're right. going to have. They go, remember that time that guy gave me yep. this thing for like half price yeah. and this is, I've yep. still got it, you yeah. know, 10 years later. This is my first Transformer or whatever exactly. it is. That's right. right. You know, because...
2: And whilst it might be a little gesture thing that, you know, they they might take that home with them and think that's the best, that's the coolest thing that's happened to yeah. me this week. Absolutely. Or, you know, karma rolls around. They've You've done something nice to them, then they'll do something really nice to someone else in their yeah. collecting circle or community or something. So uh, I'm a big believer in that, so to speak. And, you know, I'm very passionate about my Instagram and Facebook and stuff, like show, showcasing my collection and things. So just, you know providing that outlook of here's all the different varieties of ninja or here's yeah. all the different varieties of, you know, uh, shredder and things. Like just just sharing that wealth of knowledge with the community so that people are like, oh, I didn't know that guy existed or something like mm. that, you know. Uh, I think that wealth of knowledge goes a, a long way, uh,
1: you know, even from us. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think the social media thing is a good point because our kids – uh, are gonna. That's where they're gonna get a lot of their information from going forward. To be honest, so yeah. if you're as a forty something, whatever year old, still putting these pictures out every day or whatever, the kids are gonna go, "Hey, that's really cool. I I want to, you know, I want to be able to show." And they might be to your Trent to your point, Trent. Sorry, they might be a little bit shy about it and stuff. But if you can go, "Hey, look at this. This is really cool. I'm prepared to fly the flag," as you say. Then that's the way to do it. I really love your point, Ben, about um, talking to them not like their kids, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, one of my wife's very good friends. Um, she's got two uh, young kids and uh, little Max. If uh, he actually listens, I think I've called out Max a couple (laughs) of times on the show. And I was sort of, you know, I didn't know them very well at this point, but we were out at a winery somewhere, not exactly a great place for little kids to entertain themselves and he had uh, a a little Hulk and a Captain America figure. You know, the the larger sort of 12-inch Titan figures or whatever, that really basic. And I said, oh, you've got the Hulk there and you should have seen his face light up. He's like, you know who the Hulk is? (laughs) Let's talk. And then the Hulk beats Captain America. And he was just, you know, he went from this kid who was just quietly sort of shy in the corner to just lighting up at the fact that I knew what he was on about. You know, his mum didn't know. Ali does know but didn't sort of engage at that time. And he just now, whenever he comes over here, he loves it. He's been in this room. He loves Lego. I think Trent, you did a little video for him and stuff. Um, and you know, I, I think that's really important. You know, for all we know, he could end up hosting a podcast in ten years from now. So, I think that not being afraid to engage the the little people out there, regardless of how well you do or don't know them, I think that's the best way you can sort of, you know. Foster that love of whatever. It, and they may not love Masters or Turtles or whatever you're into, but if they love something, that's a win. Something's yeah. going to be
3: their Masters, absolutely. their Turtles, yeah. their Transformers, whatever, you know, um, whether it's, you know, what we connect to is kind of irrelevant. You know, each generation will have their own.
0: Yeah. 100%. Good one. Well, that rounds our um, Patreon questions, which is yeah. fantastic. It took us two and a half episodes yeah, to get half, through all that, didn't it? that's great. We we'll love to do that again at some time in the future. Thank Absolutely. you to everyone that put a question together, because I think that there's a lot of depth, yeah. you know, to questions. They were, yeah. Scott and I were yeah. talking
3: about them last week um, at the fair, actually, and and you know, we had a good conversation about you know some of the the you know the imagination and an effort mm. that went into those questions. So we. Deeply appreciative of all of that.
0: The next topic we're going to have a look at, sort of we've called this Toy Power Links, but it's essentially where do we go? What are the resources we use? Who are the, the influencers mm. out there that provide a lot of information on toys? Um, so Reputable and reliable. Yeah, yeah. reputable sites. Where, where, where do we want to go? We'll start with news sites. Um, now, I've got a couple I just want to shout out. Off, off the bat. Sure. And these are ones I've used my entire toy collecting life. Mm. The, the, and there's two of them that I started with. Action Figure Insider. Yes. And Toy News International. Mm. And I'll tell you, and I, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Toy News International. I remember early 2000s, I reckon 2002, I went into a big W at Cumberland Park. And I found what I knew at the time was a super rare Lord of the Rings figure, which was Helm's Deep Gimli. And I bought two of them. They're the only two I ever saw. I've heard rumors that there might have only been up to like a thousand of these things ever released. It's all about the card because you can actually get the figure in a different way anyway. But I remember getting home, being so excited about this. We had a scanner. I literally (laughs) opened up the scanner, put the Helm's Deep Gimli figure on it, scanned it in. And wrote an email to I think it was Toy News International. Yeah. Um saying, look, I've just been down, i found this, this is out, it's super rare, blah, blah, blah. And then next couple of days I'm I'm scrolling and there's my scanned picture of <laughs> Helm Thief Gimli up on the webpage. Um with a with a note from, you know, about about my find. And I I just thought Do, that you, was newsmaker really newsmaker even back then. Yeah. Newsmaker back then. Um but their their sites are still going mm-hmm. to this very day. I still check them regularly, yep. um, and, and I think that's just so cool. I think um, it's one of the legion of Dan's. If you know, you know, there's Dan Pixel Dan Early and and uh, Dan from Toy Galaxy. The the guy I think it's Daniel Pickett that runs Action Figure yes. Insider. Yep. Yes, uh, another veteran of of the toy industry, a bit older than us, um, but super cool guy. Um, and I just love that these sites have been have been doing it for for that amount of time, and you can you can log on, still got the same links, yes, and, yeah, and off I go. But there are a number of other really good news sites. I might get someone else to talk to the Toy arc because Toy arc yeah. is my it's my go to when now, there's a con- well, particularly when there's a convention. Their their coverage is yes. just incredible, and their
3: photos. Yeah, yeah so to-
2: Toy arc is definitely my news site, and that's where I get a lot of the. Uh, insider information for the upcoming podcasts and things. And there I like them because it's just a nice, clean picture, a bit of a blurb, and you can go a lot deeper by clicking the pictures and, and see different angles, different inbox, outbox, all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, Toy Arc has been mine. But don't get me wrong, News uh, Toy News International has a lot of fantastic uh, sort of tree links mm. to if you want to know every single thing about Transformers, you know, this is where to go. You know, find mm-hmm. out every little thing going on about G.I. Joe. This is where you go. Whereas Toy Arc is very right. It's happening now. It's this at the top of the page. It happened yesterday. It's probably halfway down the page. Yeah. It happened yesterday. It's two pages back, you yep. know, so to speak. So I like that easy running inventory of when it happens, it's at the top and uh, scroll down. It's a historical yeah. record yes. almost because yep.
1: everything happens in real time. And then it's, well, no sooner has something come out than there's some other newer piece of, That's uh, right. of news. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
2: And if you've got any uh, listeners, if you've got any new sites uh, that you frequent, please shout it
1: out. So yeah, the next category we've got is more uh, fan sites. So these are the ones that are in no way officially affiliated with whatever the chosen brand is, but they're all about that one particular uh, brand or or line or license or something. So look, the big one I'll shout out as a big Ninja Turtles fan is tmnttoys.com. It's look compared to some of these other slicker websites, it's probably due for a bit of a refresh. To be completely honest, and I think he's even the author has been as upfront about that that he has a new site sort of in the works. But if it's the closest thing there is to an online checklist for turtles right now, if you want to know uh, what year something come out, that's the website you go to. And I know our good friend David Damage, big turtles collector, he references that he looked at some stuff on my shelf. He goes, "What year are these?" And I'm like. I don't know. It was a race between both of us on our yeah. phones. To see who could find it first on TMNTtoys.com.
3: That is often my go-to site for, for that and for checklists and for mm. different things. And it's also uh, for just to uh, give a little bit of a shout-out when we do those what year did this wave come out in the quizzes that yeah, I've done. That's for where turtles. you go. That's where I go to find <laughs> out. Uh, that's where I where it all comes from. So yeah, it's terrific. And, and you get a really good look at each figure. And if if you're missing certain things, it's a a great way to find it. Um, The other one is He-Man.org, which is a really great visual, I think, representation of, um, you know, many of the master's lines that have, that have, um, you know, been and gone, and now that's a
1: bit correct if I'm wrong, but that's a bit more of a community in terms of like yeah. I think, even that's how you guys got to know each other, right. possibly. Yeah, yeah. they have forums, and they do. Whereas uh, TMNT Toys, for example, is, is literally room. just pages of information, yeah. there is forums, there's chat rooms, and all sorts of stuff on he org. Yeah,
3: that's right, but it's also a resource in that yeah. you've got like, um, you know, the vintage line, you can see every product, um, you can see. Princess of Power: New Adventures, commemorative, um, two thousand two classics, yeah, um, all of it, Filmation all, all of it. It's um, you know, um, uh, pretty in, in depth and and one that I sort of, um, trust for that sort of thing. No end. Um, there's quite a few, um, that sort of I guess sort of tick that box for me. Um, I also, um, and I know this this wasn't all we we're talking about, but I also, I'm also drawn to some of the books that that. Um, yeah. on this subject um, so um, people would be familiar with the Tomats Encyclopedia uh, you know, Volumes 1, 2 and 3 they're, they're a good um, bible that I like to look at um, the Mark Balamo books um, so Vintage Star Wars, G1 Transformers GOJ, they're also good go-to books I find um, for that, that sort of information and I'm also very much looking forward to the Dark Horse Mustard Universe book, which I think will be my mm. my go-to bible. Oh, that that like I I ways. will struggle to put. Yeah, I will struggle to put that down. Mm. <laughs> yep,
0: <laughs> going everywhere with it. I, I love um, Dino Riders weld.com Fantastic resource. I used it a lot when I was heavily into collecting Dino Riders. A lot of parts. Uh, understanding, you know, what what bits go with which dinosaurs that sort of thing but also this is one of those great sites where it doesn't just sort of stop it here's what was released a lot of prototypes a lot of artwork you can go on and get like the original obviously when they painted a lot of the box art they would do a painting and then you know the the box art graphic designers would come pick up that painting you know cut out the window put on the graphics all that sort of thing you can actually go back and see the the real artwork. Oh, you know, untouched artwork. Untouched artwork. Oh, wow. you know, prior to any of that stuff going yeah. on, it's like amazing. So, uh, they've got a lot of great. If you're into Dino Riders at all, you can just jump on there and get lost in kind yep. of like yep. going to all the links and seeing all the other information that's out there. Defin- yep.
2: Definitely, definitely been my go-to website yep. to uh, help my collection, and mm. they've got a fantastic, uh, you know, list of all the action figures because they're all just color variants. Like, you know, yep. there's, you know. 10 plus snakes or something and working out what snake came with what and things, it's uh, absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah. yeah, and the other one I was going to call out was Transformer Land, mm. which was, I primarily used it to buy product. Yep. Um, they had a lot of vintage secondhand stuff, probably still do. Uh, very, always so well referenced in terms of what you're getting, like, you know, this is the actual picture of the one you're going to get sent and it varies to this one that's the same product yep. but it's the different and here's a description of all the issues that it might have. Yep. Which yep. I think yep. is really nice from a secondhand retailer. Yeah. So I always love buying through them. Um, but they've got a lot of resources as well. They're,
1: they're wiki guides, as they call them. So you've got the store component where you can, and they have that. And it's not they've used the same image of say Metroplex for one's one sale versus that. they've literally taken the photo yep. of what you are getting in the box. But their uh, guide section is phenomenal, and, and as someone who's a database nerd like me, <laughs> it's amazing. They go something like Metroplex is a good example. Here's the base figure on its own, white background, yep. you know, photoshopped out. Here's one gun, here's the left hand gun, here's the right hand gun, here's this, here's all the individual parts. And then, so as a checklist sort of thing, you can go, yep, that's cool. I miss oh, I'm missing that one. Click here if you want to buy it, see if we've got it in stock, that sort of thing. You go, oh, and not just despite the name, not just Transformers, no, they exactly. have vintage stuff, everything Turtles, Turtles Thundercats, Silverhawks, yep. yep. like really uh, Centurion, some really obscure stuff. It's just about all on there. It's an amazing, amazing website. Mm. Yep a couple i've added to this list that i
2: really want to call out is our battle sorry beastformers blog beastformers.blog absolutely sensational uh, sort of blog website that will tell you everything you want needed to know everything you didn't need to know and everything you <laughs> never knew existed about beastformers uh and sorry battle beasts as well it's got even goes into beast saga it tells of all the Japanese stuff, all the you know uh, concept, you know the what would have yeah, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely fascinating, you know, right to the point. This is the smallest, you know, uh, battle beast. This is the widest battle beast. This is the you know you can fit this guy into the um, uh, what's it called the bandolier, you know, so, so you can actually get eleven you know uh, characters on that bandolier. Blah blah blah. Just uh, it's such a dedicated uh, you know website that's has been going. Uh, run by such a passionate person. So uh, cool. check that out. Little blogs very similar in the sense they do cover a little bit of uh, Battle Beasts and things, but that's where you go for all your, your muscle, your Monster in My Pocket, nice. all those uh, gumball machine characters and things, like a lot of forums, back to the old thing. But if mm. you pick up a Little Rubber Plastic Guy that you think is... Uh, you know, vintage or whatever, they will ID it in a heartbeat, you know, much faster than probably some of your other action figure identification sites and things. Uh, two more, sorry, I want to call out battleramblog.com. Yes. Right. Another He Man orientated uh, website, but this goes into all your box art, or your variants. How many times was the. Uh, the, that He-Man arm the, on, from the vintage character. How many times was that used oh. throughout the line? You know, and they'll list every single character. Wow. They'll list all the packaging, all the variances of the packaging. They've got whole databases just on ba- the Battle Ram, for instance. You know, oh, you've won me over with your you databases. You, 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 you talk about getting lost in a thing that you 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 won't be able to record again for a year. You'll never get this. See this ya, website is so deep. <laughs> Uh, and uh, fellow Adelaidean, big shout out to Avion Fox, right? Now, get a pen and paper, please. So go to www.the-liberator.net forward slash site dash files forward slash robot dash toys forward slash index I think we'll add that to the show notes yeah, we'll and things. Yeah, we that in there. Right, you talk about GoBots, you talk about Rock Lords, you talk about um I don't know any transforming robot that is not Hasbro licensed G1 Transformers, Micronauts, everything. Cool. He it has it all. Beautiful white crisp black backgrounds of the toys. Phenomenal. This guy has been doing this for like 20, 30 years or something. He mm. is. He is as a, a known around the world to be the Transformers guy of non The non-Transformers non-tra- guy <laughs> okay. Non-Transformers Non-trans- yes. yeah. guy Fascinating uh, website uh, I was having a brief um, play on it and things and it's like oh, I should be back to work now because <laughs> you know it's just the, the rabbit hole is very very deep and uh, it's fantastic to shout out a lo- local yeah, guy. so uh, yeah definitely check out theliberator.net
1: Well, on the topic of transforming toys, probably uh, if you are a Transformers nut, two of the bigger ones, which you may be aware of already, but tfw2005.com. I was always wondering because I've been following this site for a while once it hit 2005 I was like what are they going to do? Yeah. Are they going to change the name? No, they kept it. Um, <laughs> well, but it's a reference in the cartoon. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. In the year 2005. Yeah. I think yeah. they, in the distant future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I think in the year of 2005 they updated their like header image to say it is now 2005. <laughs> We're amazing. <laughs> um, but look big Transformers website a bit similar to he in that it's not just a, a list of every Transformer It's there's is, is, news there's uh, forums there's also so you can really dive deep into that community if that's your thing uh look competitive to that very similar in a lot of ways cybertron.com um the reason i shout that one out in particular is their photo galleries are outstanding and i'm not just the modern stuff but they've literally gone and photo galleried every single Transformers toy you can imagine. And it's not just, here's robot mode, here's truck mode. It's, here's robot mode in 25 different angles. Here's all the accessories. Here's truck mode in 25 different angles. And, and, and it's then they've got amazing.
2: Var- variances of, like, here's Galvatron next to Rodimus. Yep. And, to you know, yeah, to compare scale and yeah, those sorts yep, of things. Yep.
1: Any figures that sort of have any relation to any others yep. or, you know, combiners and these sorts of things. Absolutely the most gorgeous, pristine photos you will find of any sort of transforming toys. Uh, On the topic of uh, pristine photos, Yep. You want to know the same thing, but for G.I. Joes, essentially. You will find all the old stuff catalogued there. Here's the date. Here's the year of release. Here's all the accessories. Um, If G.I. Joe is your poison, that is uh, the place to go. And the last one I'll shout out when we talk about fan sites is FigureList.co. Pretty new one, um, but it is Marvel Legends-centric, basically. They've got all the Marvel Legends, all the way back from the Toy Biz stuff, all catalogued. Some of those old ones, is a bit hard to find. Nice high-res photos, of course, because they're getting quite on. But if you want to, you can literally search by show me everything in the blob wave, and you can just hit that as a filter. Bang, brings it up. Really, really cool. It's also got a thing where you can log in and you know, create an account and literally tick stuff off. You go, I've got that figure. I've got that figure and, and track your collection
0: uh, that way. All right. Next one we're going to jump into is the content creators. So a lot of great YouTubers out there as well that you can go and check out. I've got a couple that I listen to religiously. Um, Pixel Dan, obviously, and during the height of the Masters of the Universe Classic, when particularly he would get figures before anyone else, I yeah, would look at reviews. all his reviews and, and be glued to that. That, um, And he does a lot of great stuff. Obviously, the book's coming out. Um, the Dark Can I tell Horse a book?
1: funny story about Pixel Dan? I remember, and this is back from the uh, Technodrome website i forget yep. if it's i'm not sure if it's still around but when forums were the big thing there's technodrome forums i was on there and pixel dan at that stage was doing basically uh picture and text reviews i think this even predates youtube to be completely honest and i remember he did this wonderful review on the original metalhead figure from ninja turtles and his here's great pictures on all the different angles here's my big write-up and i looked at it and went this is amazing i want to do that now i didn't have the concentration i guess or focus to continue doing that but i actually wrote to pixel dan who at that stage wasn't a celebrity that we now know of and i said mate this is amazing do you mind if i do stuff like this and he's like yeah man of course like you know i don't have a copyright on this sort of thing go for it do what you i never did it because i was a distracted teenager at the time but you know he was just yep if that's your thing go for it like you know he he didn't say no i'm doing reviews blah blah and this i think speaks to the man that we all know he's very much hey You know, I'm not gonna. You know, I don't have a license on this sort of thing now. He's just, you know, really passionate about what he
3: does. Exactly, and he just wants to see other fans celebrate the stuff, the toys they love as well.
0: Look, I I think that says a lot. I remember watching, uh, and I might miss them all, but it was Dan Pixel Dan, um, Dan from Toy Galaxy, and it might have even been uh, Robo Robo from the the Fruit. And they got together. You know, they get together at the end of the the Comic Cons. And and what was so lovely about that was, you know, I I watched all those guys independently and love what they produce Mm. for different reasons, right? Like, and it's not like I go, oh, I'm going to go to Pixel Dan instead of Robo or I'm going to go to Robo because of this. But they all offered something different. They all did something different. But there they all were together just hanging out. Like, you know, and that was more like, and and they, they reflected, I think, at the end of one of these episodes. Um, and I think it might have even been under COVID maybe it was later, about how much, how important that was, mm-hmm. hanging out. How much more important is that, the community, yep. than, than going off and going, oh, I've got to have a monopoly on this. I'm the only source. I want to have the, the market you know, dominance. The biggest and the space. best, the yeah, only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's so lovely about this community that that's... That's so how. so rich and diverse because yeah.
3: everyone brings something different to right. us, their own unique brand.
0: But but we're happy. Like, we're sitting here on a It's not like uh, I would n- hate to be a podcast that's like the only to- toy podcast out there is Toy Power. Like, yeah. <laughs> listen to us. You know, we're, yeah, don't yeah. don't you worry don't about that. There's nothing else the out the yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's great. If you go and find something else you like more good for you, power to you, yeah. Yeah. go and enjoy that. And if that resonates with you, good yeah, on you. If you, you want to start one, of course. You know yeah.
3: um, yeah. always do it because the more voices this community has, 100%. And the, the more diversity, the the better.
2: Yeah, um, and one one other thing about Pixel Dan as well, he was sort of the first person to create that exclusiveness interview with the showrunners at San yep, Diego Comic Con. He he sort of created that, and then all the uh, yeah, so all the other uh, you know characters, YouTube fanatics, and um, other you know media outlets and things wanted to jump on board as well because they could see that there was there was an opportunity to be had. No one saw it beforehand. Yeah. And it was giving the uh the fan base much more than what the corporate uh Which you is know just the wig nice heads Photoshop could pictures yeah, yeah, could, yeah, 100%. Could, could say, could tell. And and the thing I also loved about Pix of Dan, especially in the classics area where I sort of realized he existed, uh, is he wasn't afraid to call Something that out, you know, negative, he, yeah. he, you know, he, he here he is getting given a of Universe Classics toy um, months before its actual release date and things. And if it was bad, yeah, he'd, he'd call it, it out. Yeah. He'd, he, it. he'd yep. call it, you know, he'd say, oh, "I don't like this," and things. You know, mm. he wouldn't, you know, totally poo poo on the whole review and no. give it a one out of ten. But or one out of nineteen, I should say. But yeah. um, he'd he'd call you know it out if it was bad and yeah. say, I think they should have done it. Done it. It's constructive criticism. Yeah, he wasn't a corporate Absolutely. shill. And if yeah. there was a
3: quality control issue, he'd often say, I hope it's just with this yes. one with mine, yep. um, and not the whole the whole production run. Again, you know, really really cool about you know calling something out. Being realistic that it might have been a faulty one. Yep. But And also not writing the whole thing off, but drawing your attention to the fact that, you know, it could happen. It yeah. could be in yep. your know, yours as well. Yeah, no, I think he was terrific. Fair and balanced is how I'd describe his yep, reviews. Well said. Um, as someone who he dearly loves his masters and, and toys and that, it's not like he wanted to be critical for the sake of being critical. He just, you know, um, was fair and balanced. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yep.
0: Robo I love for yes. his fush news it's all about you know he does his weekly the fush weekly and they do other review videos in there yep. as well um but I love you know, if I want to get a rap if I want to get a 10 15 minute rap yep. on the news of the week uh Robo and I love his personality that he injects yeah. into the he brings himself into it and all the nuances he has as a collector and and you know what drives him because he's kind of, in, in an interesting way we're all slightly different in what we collect and, and the reason and obviously he focuses the news on the stuff he's interested in hmm. and and he's kind of like a six inch guy yep so he kind of goes if it's in this scale i want it. i want it and and it's wonderful i love seeing the turmoil of of like something will come out like Fortnite figures yeah. that he has no <laughs> connection to and he's got this thing like robo don't know like he yep. just puts it out there he goes look I know you guys out there know a lot more about me, but I love the designs and I want to talk about it for that reason. It looks cool. Looks cool. That's Robo it. don't know. It's go- and then he'll talk about like, this is going to go with this collection because it can kind of fit in here. And it's just the the thought process yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. So I, I love I love Robo for that. But uh, the the other guy, and this is the thing, they all offer something different. Yes. Like you said, Pixel Dan really made his name. I mean, I, I loved him for his classics reviews, but he made his name in going to the conventions and being the one to interview. And I remember him even having a discussion to say, look, other people do these other things and um, you're going to see that from them. But my my specialization is I think what I offer that is yeah. good and what people are going to enjoy is me going out and, and going to the Randy Forks of this world, going to the Brian Flynn's, going to the Scott Knightley's and, and having that discussion mm. on the comm floor uh, about everything that's going on. So I think that's great about Pixel Dan. The And then when you get to the likes of Dan from Toy Galaxy, yeah, he goes deep in a very, you know, um, analytical sense. I just watched like his part five on Robotech that Druss mm. put up on the Discord. i link to that. Like, here's what's happening with Harmony Gold. Here's what's happening with the license. Here's the history. If you don't have 44 minutes to go back and watch these other four videos I've done, <laughs> here's like it in a nutshell. And it just, I, I think it, it's almost like a kind of documentary series, the way his is run. Nice and crisp, yeah. like nice and concise. So beautifully cut and And, and edited, well. Like, well edited. edited, written. Yes. Like he, he speaks this at a lot breakneck of... pace, right? Yeah. And he's incredibly witty with the way he delivers it, but also extremely accurate and factual. Yes. If you've ever yeah.
1: seen the John Oliver show, he is the John Oliver of toys in the yeah. way he presents stuff. He's not afraid to call a spade a spade and he's just so smart. It's high production values, yep. and you, you walk away learning something every yeah. single time. Just
2: just re- rewinding a little bit back to The Fush. So you talk mm. about The Fush as a YouTube uh, format. I look at The Fush okay. as a website yes. format. Yes, like of a course. written, written articles and reviews so, are amazing. Yeah, So yeah. like yeah. things like Tupac, Anthrax, and Scumbag are coming out. Mm. The Fush will be one of the first sites to have it, and they'll do a beautiful, um, you know article on it so that'll be just generic photos showing you you know scales and things like that then wait a month or two and then they'll have dioramas and oh, yeah. settings and it's photoshops and you know and and it just adds a whole so it's sort of that you know double tap to go back and check it out a couple of times yep. to see the regular photos which are all beautiful and things and honestly i'm a bit time poor and things or I'm watching TV and it's a dull moment while what, you know, watching TV. So I prefer the written, mm-hmm. the FUSH websites. I'll read them rather than uh, catching a lot of the uh, visuals on the YouTubes and things. Cause uh, yeah, that's just me these days. Yep. And I'd much rather read about it and look at the pictures. I get more out of that than uh, a quick, fast-paced video, or in my circumstance, uh, a too longer video. That mm. that that's a big, um, you know, off for me if it's twenty minutes long on something that I
1: don't, you know, I only want to to spend five minutes looking at. So. Sure, yeah, I also love their um, their speculation articles. Yes. they're big yep. on Marvel Legends. They go. What do we reckon, you know, at the end of a year in particular, they'll do the recap like a lot of things do, but they're like, what's next for Marvel Legends, you know? What's been the latest, you know, news in the last sort of, you know, what do we think? Here's my ideal wave for the next wave, and all that sort of stuff that you may have the conversation in your head, but it's nice to see someone else out there doing the same thing. Look, on the topic of written reviews, uh, one I want to shout out is MWC Toys. and uh, I forget what that uh, actually stands for. Was Mike something captain toys i think and he's just, he doesn't do any youtube stuff he's all written reviews and he's uh been doing it for absolute years you can go into his archives and he goes all the way back to the original classic stuff and all the way now Obviously, he does a lot of mezco stuff seems to be his primary focus if you want to see about um toys and you know, to your point ben you don't have 40 minutes to sit there and, and watch a video you can flick through you, he does breakdown on here's my articulation you know four out of five stars packaging two out of five stars you can yeah. literally get a real quick boom 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 thumbs up uh, like amazing you know not I, so amazing. i've
0: just gone to the link now yeah this was my go-to site it's been around for years. oh it has uh, yeah. like at least oh, i'm thinking at least 15 years yep. Fant- no fantastic it that looks exactly the same it's as it still
1: going to. like it hasn't changed in terms of the layout and stuff but uh, but but it still works look uh while we're speaking about youtube stuff the other one i'll shout out who's uh, on the, the line of you know Foosh and toy galaxy toy bro i'm into uh his sort of stuff um i think and it's a simple thing but his uh photo shoots that he does all with a bright orange background you think Michelangelo yes. orange background and you go for whatever reason, when you're flicking through the thumbnails on YouTube, that just jumps out at you. It's not the plain white or the the plain black or whatever. You just go, oh, and he's he's really really cool. His uh, don't tend to go as long as some of the others, so it's a nice. I know when the Super Seven stuff uh, Ninja Turtles started hitting, I, I I watched all of his stuff on. He'd do a ten. Here's a ten minute video on Splinter. Here's the Foot Soldier. Here's this. Um, and he's really really concise and and really quite good.
0: All right, now the last thing we'll probably touch on are checklists. If there's any good checklists that you use, and this is sort of, I've got one or a couple on my phone, mm. which like I think apps is a or? little app. Yep. Yep. Uh, I use Toy Collector, and I think there's three versions. Yeah, version two and three. Two yeah. and three. I'm on two because of the way I downloaded photos, and I don't, I couldn't work out how to import them to the next version. I think mm. it can be done. But I love that app, Um seems to be supported well yeah uh, going strong so i use that like vintage star wars that i'm sort of collecting at the moment Oof, i chuck things chuck things into that and it's got a little cool feature you can you know click um own want all that sort of thing and then there's a link like find me on ebay and it just puts the search you know the search names parameters into ebay links which are cool if you're trying to hunt stuff down you don't want to type it out again so I love that one on my phone. But does anyone have any other checklists that they use? Well,
2: I've got a yeah, sorry, I've got a, a, a very broad one that I keep coming back every time I yeah. want to look at things uh, or doing research for the podcast or just research for my own two cents uh, figure realm. Are mm. uh, one of the best that have all-encompassing one of the most lines. Yeah, yeah, you know some of those photos are a bit. You know, old or just uh, very generic, uh, generic uh, like mint on card package. Don't really showcase the weapons and things. But if you just want to know how many damn characters are in a line, or what series, you know, you know, what um, year and wave it comes yeah, from, you yeah. know, character things comes out. And sometimes it's quick and easy just to check on uh, figurerealm.com. And often when I'm typing in things like gargoyles, for instance, something yeah. pretty obscure that doesn't have that much, uh, you know, huge. 10, you know, big websites or nothing. Uh, Figure Realm's always at the top of the page to have the f- most factual uh, checklist uh, out there. So, yeah,
1: that's my call out. Mm, the one I want to shout out is uh, actionfigure411.com. I'm not yep. sure where the name comes from, but they are. I think they started out as a Star Wars Black Series, so they go all the way back to the start of Black Series. Yep. If you want to know what wave and who's in it, um, they do that. They've sort of branched out now into Marvel Legends, a bit of Transformers, Masterpiece, and G.I. Joe. I think that's more the classified stuff. I don't think they go back into the vintage. But again, that's very much a... What, what's great about that website is they go, here's here's the figure you've chosen. Here's what its current market value is. So you can go... I've got an old figure from early Black Series. What's it worth now? And it actually charts almost the history of the pro- the value oh, of this cool. figure, yeah. Yeah, very which, cool. is, which is very unique. The other
3: thing I like about that site very much is if you're trying to track down what was in a wave, if you're trying to work out what you got, they've got the entire case assortment, including whether or not a figure was repackaged yeah, with yeah. another wave um, or, or repackaged from a previous wave or, or repackaged later. So you can work out what might be the the most economical way if you're buying them in a case or buying them in waves, the most economical way of getting all the figures. All the figures. Mm. I think that's a terrific um, um, resource for that. The other one that I'm big on for Black Series is Jedi Business. Um, oh, okay. That's a really, really good uh, visual checklist. Needs a little bit of updating, but up until recently, it's been completely uh, current and, and it's a beautiful look at, you know, the figures... Um, Loose, and you know what they what they each look like, and and that, and you know, I think that that's a terrific resource as well. So there's plenty of good checklists out there um, that do a lot of the work for you. I
1: was just gonna say the other one I look for when people go Transformers is classic for their um, who's this is a black gun. I've got no idea who this goes with, or this is a little red car. I have no idea what its name, what its year is. Tfu dot info amazing for that sort of stuff because you can literally go ID my figure and it goes what color is it mainly oh it's Aww. it's red and you go uh what sort of mode is it is it a plane is it a car is it a submarine wow. do that and then it literally brings it's up narrowing down the database correct. Right? It's, it's, an, it's it brings up a page full of red cars and you scroll through and you go that there looks like the one I've got boom wow. oh this is from this year it's the it's cliff jumper or whoever it is like it's it reverse engineers yeah. instead yeah, of cool. having to know the yeah. name and the stuff it yeah. goes you don't know what it is, tell me what it looks like and we'll find it for you. How yeah, good. Like that's amazing right. website. That's a
3: magic database, that yep. one. And
2: yep. honestly, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, yeah. highly, highly recommend you check out Action Figure Checklist. I mean, how simple yeah. of I love yeah. it I love their set out. And so good. So good. So you might not be able to search or anything. I yeah. mean, you could go into the page and do a bit of scrolling and things. But if you're just you know sitting on your lunch break at work, scrolling through Facebook and then bam, You've got all of a sudden the whole Terminator Two can align yep, yep. beautifully <laughs> on one presented, screen. Yeah, all the cops and crooks know, in yeah. one and image, then like. with the with the option to download a high resolution yes. thing. And they go they go deep. They've got everything from vintage to modern. I think the uh, uh, Ninja Turtles, Batman ones were up the other day, uh, including oh. the Mikey and the Batman outfit. Yes, I saw uh, that. Yep. And you know all the hands and all the extra pieces and things. Just a really cool, fun. I didn't know I need to see it, but now I've seen it and it's made me happier. I feel Scenario. complete now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy that runs it is, I don't know how he does it, but congratulations to him because yeah. uh, it seems uh, all of them are beautifully presented. And uh, I don't know if it's his collection or if he's somehow Photoshopping them wow. from
0: other places, but uh, well done. Well, I've learned I've got a few more resources to check out, which is great because I always want more of this stuff. So I think that's been fascinating for me to get it's that all insight. we want. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's like, good.
3: Give us a website. you know, Anyone who's fixed us up. Yeah, if we, we missed one. Yeah. That we didn't name, please shoot us up. We would love to hear about love it. Love to hear it, it. And, and yeah, you check. Can never hear, you can never find out enough or find enough good toy sites. 100%. The more, you, the more you get, the more you want.
0: That's exactly right. We'll put a few of these um, links in our show notes because I think that'll be useful to just click around, check them out. You know, like we said, there's if you want to watch YouTube or you want to see the written word, there's there's something for everyone here. So jump in and and check out some resources you might not have heard about before. I reckon on that note, we're going to wrap this episode of Toy Power. Thank you so much for your company tonight. And we hope, a big shout out as well to all our patrons and for your support and ongoing chatter. Uh, We hope you're well and we hope to see you around the toy aisles.
3: Take care and stay safe, everyone. And until next time. Good journey.
0: You can find the Toy
1: Power Team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us. ToyPowerPodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Sized Team Up Network check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people want to learn more go to giantsizeteamup.com, where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows well they're not more awesome than us but oh
3: yeah. yeah.